0: I mean, it's often that I cry during these times because I can see his compassion, his love, his steadfastness, his goodness, his light. I mean, it's just like when I see people the way he sees them, he'll give me often pictures of their character, um, what they're like, what they do, what they're, what they're like as a husband or wife, um, as a mom or a dad. I mean, it is just absolutely beautiful how he sees his people. He is just so in love with his people. and. I get to feel that, and I get to see it and say it. And it's just, it's transformational. It really is. I wouldn't want
1: to do any other thing. Welcome to Listener, a crew podcast. I'm your host, Sam Holland. Do you think after this many days in quarantine, you'd like to hear from God? Me too. And that's what today's episode is about. We're talking about listening prayer with Kelly Sautner and Kelly Kimberlin. Hang in there, listeners, and enjoy the show.
0: You know, I think I think the thing about uh, listening prayer that's unfortunate is that people see it as a special sort of activity or something that's unique to a few chosen people. Now, I do think that there are some people who are very gifted at it, but I don't think that it's just for the select few or the chosen. I really believe that God is always speaking, always speaking to his people. We're not always listening or hearing him. Um, Henry nowen has a ton to say about that, and I can get back to that at some point. but um but yeah, he's always speaking to us. We just don't always listen or know how to tune in. Um, and so listening prayer is just really more about tuning in or learning how to tune into what God is already doing. and I can I can bet like every person, every staff person that I've talked to always has example after example after example of how the Holy Spirit has led them in this way and that. And so they already know that God speaks, they just don't know how to how to make, make it a regular practice or how to, how to have more of that in their lives.
1: Well, and it's kind of like anything when you're a Christ follower, right? If you're following him and walking with him and communing mm-hmm. with him daily, even with just every interaction with evangelism or whatever, mm-hmm. you can see where God is at work and you're just stepping mm-hmm. in, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of like in, you know, reading a Bible study,
0: you'll get this thought go through your head and you'll just know it's like, oh, you know, Holy Spirit is wanting me to say this. I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm just going to do it. Or if you're writing a talk or if you're, you know, prompted to talk to this person about it, you say, yeah, it's, um, it happens. We just don't know how to, you know, practice that or do that on the regular, I think, sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. So this is giving words to something maybe a lot of us have already experienced.
0: Yes, yes, I believe so,
1: yes. So back in, it must have been 2006 or 8, one summer when my family was at the Lake Tahoe Summer Project, a staff a new staff member came, and she had recently been at um, Regent College or Regent Summit, Semon- the one where Eugene Peterson taught in Vancouver, mm-hmm. B.C. She was a recent grad, and she came to our summer project. And I remember two things that she brought that were kind of cutting edge and kind of, um, but really kind of revolutionary too. One of them was the Enneagram. I'd never heard Mm -hmm. of this before, and we've all heard of it now. And then the other one was listening prayer, and she would sit down with individuals and pray with us. It was the only time I've experienced it, but it was really powerful. And then fast forward, well, it's 12 years later, at least, maybe 14, but Kelly Kimberlin, my friend and colleague who I was a teammate with for many years, uh, you told me that you had been involved with Listening Prayer with Kelly Sautner. The Kellys are both (laughs) of my guests on this call today, and I I thought, oh, Listening Prayer, I remember that. That's awesome. So um, welcome, both of you, to the Listener Podcast. Thanks for being with us today during this pandemic. Um, Kelly Sautner, why don't we start with you? And can you just share a little bit more, what exactly is listening prayer and how did you get into it?
0: Okay, well, um, I would almost wanna take a step back before I answer that and just say, what is prayer? I think most of our staff have a definition of what is prayer. Um, And if you ask the other staff person, many of them would say something like, you know, talking to God. Um, asking God, you know, petitioning. You can, you know, people have the acts, uh, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Um, And all that is 100% true. Um, I would say what listening prayer is, is at least my my first understanding of listening prayer back in the day when I first started was um, not just a monologue. Um, Oftentimes, my experience of prayer in practice was a monologue. I did the talking. I did all of the everything. Um, Whereas listening prayer um, brings in the other side of it, which is listening. Um, God is always speaking, as I was saying before, but um, we don't know how to listen. And so it's a practice, really, of learning to listen to God and be in His presence. How did you first get into it? Well, I think, you know, um, I think as we were talking before, I think I always you know, had uh, experiences of hearing God's voice, you know, like I was saying before, you know, I might be leading a Bible study or something and, and I would get this distinct sense from God, say this, don't say that, talk to that person, ask that person a question. I took that as a as a fairly routine thing that happened. Um, or maybe I was uh, writing a talk and I got a distinct impression using this verse that something that was just sort of shot in my head out of the blue and I would be like, okay, Um, So those things happened. I think those things actually are common amongst our staff, common amongst believers, that we get a sense that God is telling us to do this or that. Um, But there was nothing um, in my experience that was ongoing with that. I didn't know how to tap into that or to really listen closely or to become better at that. So um, that's kind of where I was. Um, And I think then, It was about that time that um, my husband and I moved down to Texas and we started going to a new church. And um, our church is not a charismatic church or anything. It's just sort of your typical evangelical church. In fact, most of the staff, including our our lead pastor, our former crew staff people. um, But one of the first sermons I heard from him was about listening to God and the importance of listening to God. And um, I was really intrigued. Um, and he and he said things like Henry Mallon said that God is always speaking to us, but we don't know how to always tune in or tap into that. Um, and he suggested simply um, the, the following morning, getting up really early and being quiet, stop talking, be quiet before God, have a journal in front of you um, and start writing out the things that are in your head, because if God is going to speak to you, it will be through a thought. Um, I suppose it's possible for God to speak audibly or whatever. I've never experienced that. I don't know anybody who's ever experienced it. But when, when the Holy Spirit ends up leading you, um, it comes through a thought in your head. What's, so really listening prayer comes down to a matter of discernment because we have a lot of thoughts in our head. You know, some of the thoughts are from us. Some of the thoughts could be from the world, from our family, from whatever. But if the Holy Spirit is that, he's going to be speaking. Um, and so some of those thoughts will be his direction and his guidance. And so I um, just simply started the practice of taking 15 minutes in the morning um, and just writing out every random thought that came through my head, knowing that at some point I was going to be able to hear God's voice. So That's really how it got started for me.
1: I mean, that's so practical. Just journaling, basically, for 15 minutes. What am I What am I thinking about? And then sifting through it with the Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's really um, interesting. That when you start doing that, you start really, number one, capturing all the random garbage that's in your head. <laughs> you don't even realize these things that are going on in your head until you just actually write them out. Um, I mean, I had crazy stuff like, you know, uh, my foot itches. Um, you know, <laughs> what I'm gonna get for dinner tonight. Uh, you know, I'm so I'm writing all this stuff down in this journal because I know that at some point if God is gonna speak to me, it's gonna come in that way. I remember um, you know, hearing eight, six, seven, five, three, oh nine and you know, it's just like I was like, Oh my gosh, Jenny's number. It's not gonna work. <laughs> and then um, but then out of nowhere the very first time I did it, out of nowhere, I heard distinctly, Kelly, I love you. Hmm. And I mean, I like my heart stopped. I I hit the deck. I mean, I went down to the ground and on my knees and I just knew I was in God's presence. He was speaking to me. Um, I have saved that journal. Uh, I can't I mean, it. I was weeping because it's not that I didn't know that up in my head. I'd heard a thousand sermons on it. You know, God loves you. I said it to so many people. I, But it's it's a totally different experience to be in the presence of God and to hear that. Um, it, it just, I was undone at that point. And um, I couldn't get enough of it after that. I just wanted to hear his voice. I wanted to be close.
1: I feel like that's the most consistent thing that God has said to me ever when I've spent time Mm -hmm. alone with him listening is I love you Mm -hmm. isn't that amazing Mm -hmm. that that's like the heart of what he longs to say Mm -hmm. to each one of us because it's consistent across Mm -hmm. brothers and sisters in Christ that's what they hear too he's saying that Mm -hmm. to each he's waiting for the quiet Mm -hmm. to say that to each Mm -hmm. one of us it's so comforting Kelly Kimberlin, Mm -hmm. how did you enter into this listening prayer?
2: Yeah. Well, Kelly and her husband, so I do development for the campus ministry, and Kelly and her husband have attended um, a few of our summits, and we had met at one of them. And as we were talking, she was telling me about the importance of prayer and how much she loved praying. And um, a, a part... As far as development goes, I've never needed to pray. I mean, I hate to say this. I did pray when I was on campus. But being in development, just feels, I don't know, it just feels a little different as far as the battle thing. Maybe I'm just more aware of it. I'm more mature, perhaps. But I was like, oh, do you love prayer? Well, we need a lot of prayer in development. I'd love for you to come join us and you can start praying with us. And um, so I invited her to come to one of our conferences or whatever, some of our meetings. And um, the first time that we, she was like, oh, we we should pray together. And I thought it was going to be kind of like how I normally pray. And then um, she started praying things that she was hearing God say for me and it you're talking about stopping me in my tracks I had just met her so we had not talked about anything of my life and then she's telling me God thing things that God was saying to me about a particular event that I had coming up and I I was like but it was all incredible the things that she was saying he was saying to me so it it was a little like what the heck is happening this is a crazy moment right now but i remembered i remember what i had on and (laughs) and it really was like god that god is 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 speaking to me from his word so it wasn't crazy and it just gave me confidence as i moved into that event which was two months later gave me great confidence it was like, oh my goodness, I just felt like I was riding a divine wave into it because I felt like God had spoken, it was clear, it was concise, and off we went to the races. And it was a blast because I just I felt I just felt so much strength from him to move out in confidence to go do what you call me to do. And so you better got to believe, I was like, we need to be doing this on a regular basis. And so <laughs> we... For our events that we have Coming up in development We pray every single week for them And um, it's it's an incredibly rich time So different ministry partners Join in with us Every Monday we pray And um, I For a couple of these events Have brought in a Bible teacher To lead us And she has you know spoken She's been a Bible teacher for 20 years And she has told me that she has never entered into the, the time of speaking for our group where the enemy has been pushed back the way he has been for our parents. And I am quite certain it is because we have been still and have listened to how he is leading us to pray. So it's been, yeah, I'd say like three months of pushing him back. And so by the time the ministry partners and our staff arrive, I mean they're just it's all God's presence. And so there's Mm -hmm. such freedom and he just unleashes himself. So it's it's pretty cool to be a part of. That's a long answer to your question.
1: No, it's great. What did you mean when you said that he was speaking to you from his word? Was it scripture that Kelly was sharing, or how did you make that connection?
2: Well, that particular instance, it was he was talking about um, a fruit of the spirit being peace, and um, yeah, so. There's this thing that I was about to go to in the past. I had been very anxious about it. And then there was like a new name that was over it. And it just, it it was one of those like, I, you know, when you know, like it's so clear from God, He's spoken. And then there's sometimes you're like, something wasn't right about that. That felt off in that particular situation because that it was she there was it was the spirit of the spirit and the specifics of how she was praying I knew it was from God I just knew it so that's why it just gave me great confidence to move forward awesome and there have been times where we have prayed that there's you know it's very clear scripture but then sometimes it's more just um about his character
1: or things like that that you pray into? Kelly Sautner. Um, It honestly feels very vulnerable and a little bit scary when I think about this. I guess it feels like um, my mind is the only thing that only God knows, and I don't know if I want to let someone else in there. So, how? like, what exactly... Does that ever do that? Does that ever use you to convict somebody? I need to know before I do this. Oh, there's times, but I will tell you that
0: the vast majority of what I end up hearing from God towards others is his incredible joy over them, his incredible love over them. He is for them, not against them. It's, it's stuff that you can read in scripture, but I mean, I almost feel it in my body towards that person. And he gives me pictures and words and verses to. Um, the Holy Spirit is an encourager, and so there is no condemnation in Him. There may be direction, but it is so gentle and kind. It's like a good, good father. The direction, and so I, I've got to say that um, I used to have that fear too because I get prayed over a lot, um, and I was afraid. Like, what are they going to see? What kind of terrible, <laughs> awful thing is in me? Um, the thing is, is uh, I, my experience has been the exact opposite. It makes me want to go, when you're in the presence of God, you want to go closer. It makes you want to um, go further in and, and deeper. You can't help it. It just makes you just fall in love again. Um, there's just such a joy in it. So so that kind of spirit of condemnation, that comes from the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes from fear. That comes from, you know, the enemy wants to kill, steal, and just. Right, God wants to give life and life to the full, and so praying like this and really listening to Him is really about going into His presence, the the best, most joyous one in the universe, and hearing His perspective, um, which is that of kindness, love. Yes, and direction. I often get redirected from the path I'm going on, but there's no condemnation. And I know. And when I do hear that condemnation, it's it's just sort of a clue or a flag to reject it in Jesus' name because it's not from Him.
2: Yeah, I would. I just want to jump in, like, because I've started kind of moving into this. Like, I can't. On Monday morning, I wake up and I'm like, good, it's Monday. Like, this is. I can't wait. It's it is it isn't condemnation in it. It's like there's a sense of of just the you know, more like I just want more. And so whatever is preventing me from experiencing more of him, I want to get rid of it.
1: And how cool that so you Kelly, you said what how this all started was having this interaction with God where he what you heard from him really clearly was, Kelly, I love you. And mm-hmm we have all heard that with God now and we've gotten quiet with him. And now you get to hear him say that to other people through you. It's a really neat community experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I tell you, you know,
0: people are always like after I, so I do this full time, really. I mean, I, I just have appointment after appointment after appointment with staff all day long, all week long. And, um, I, it's hard for me to get weary or tired of it. I, I don't know that I ever have. Because it's for me, it is the privilege of being in the presence of God that you know, just just being there with them. All day long, every day I gotta do that. I gotta enter into that. There's nothing that I want to ever do that would cut me off from that. And then I get to see what how he sees his people. And it is just I mean, it's often that I cry during these times because I can see His compassion, his love, his steadfastness, his goodness, his light. I mean, it's just like when I see people the way he sees them, he'll give me often pictures of their character, um, what they're like, what they do, what they're they're like as a husband or wife, um, as a mom or a dad. I mean, it is just absolutely beautiful how he sees his people. He is just so in love with his people. And I get to feel that and I get to see it and say it. And it's just, it's transformational. It really is. I wouldn't
1: want to do any other thing. Kelly, do you ever pray with people who maybe don't identify as Jesus followers? Do you do listening prayer with them, and what's that like? I have done it a couple of times. I mostly
0: work with, you know, crew staff and then other Christians, donors, uh, people in my church, things like that, um, but um, I, have, I have prayed over people, and it's it is a little bit different I can say that it's not that God doesn't love or it's just it's just a different thing it, it almost always is a come to me you know kind of message or um he does give me insight into what they're like and what their nature is like um you know um he often will show me a like uh we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, even over unbelievers, just because they're a masterpiece that's waiting to be restored by the master. And so I've I've seen him give me that verse a number of times, but I don't often pray with people who aren't, um, it's just not a practice of mine or, or they don't actually seek it. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, it'll happen that way, but yeah. Um, Kelly Kimberlin, now,
1: is this something that now you've learned from Kelly Sautner and so you can enter in with other people and bring them into listening prayer?
2: Um, I am a very young disciple. So <laughs> I, the way he speaks to me is through thoughts. I mean, it's, it, it's more like I, it, sometimes like i so one of our events that I was referring to that we were praying for, I felt like God told me to invite this particular personal donor and she's never wanted she's never come to anything of our crew stuff before and I was like oh I just brush it off like don't no I'm not inviting her and I it was like I heard it again and um, I was like no I'm not going to it was like we were having a conversation. And so then the third time, I was like, okay, all right, already. And so as a result, like a, some really crazy things happened with her and her daughter. I mean, like massive transformation. So now I'm trying to not make it three times he has to say these things. So, <laughs> like, let's just, if you have a thought, just go with it with the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm trying to. Just move into and like just act on things because I am an activator, and so she's like, if I "Have a thought, go with it," and then I'll see if that's a God or just you know Jenny's number, eight six seven five three zero nine. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh, is that God or is that you know?
1: millennials are like what? Who's <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> <Just> Jenny? <laughs>
2: like what Google
1: it. If, if, eight uh, six seven <laughs> five three zero nine. Um, okay, Kelly Kimberlin, you just shared. You're an activator. Um, and we are not, we are possibly in a time of activation, but we're in a time of digital activation right now because right. we, cause COVID-19 is happening. We're all on lockdown, seeing what's going to happen in the world. And we're having to just shift everything we do more and more into the digital realm. So, uh, Kelly Sautner, you mentioned that this is what you do all day with staff. Now, have you, are you doing this over, I mean, like, could we do it right now? I'm not saying we should, sure. but
0: do you do this virtually with almost, people? Almost entirely virtually. Oh my gosh. Virtually for years. And um, I used to, my husband and I used to direct Steno. Um, and there was nothing like this out there that I knew of with crew. And um, so, I just kind of, my husband was the director at the time of Destino and, uh, We just And I was on the leadership team and we just kind of carved out a place for me to do this with our staff. So our destino staff are like, yeah, we know all about this. (laughs) They've been doing this for 10 plus years. Um, And mostly what I would do at that point would be pray with teams um, and individuals, but a lot of conferencing, you know, whenever we met as a conference, I would be the, the intercessor person and people would make appointments with me and I'd just buzz through the conference, just meeting with all of our staff individually. But yeah, when I joined the National uh, Strategic Prayer Team, I um I had, I just it's opened up to everybody on staff. Before then, it was simply an only EFM staff, and then it just sort of expanded out. Um, and so now, yeah, all of, almost entirely what I do is just make appointments. People text me, <laughs> and then you know we set up a time, and then I give them an invite, and then you know all day long, you know a lot of appointments with staff. They're hour long. 45 minutes and then the last 15 minutes is just sort of like a, they can pray things back or whatever. So it's about that long. Um, yeah. So almost entirely digitally.
1: Uh-huh. Gosh, I had no idea. So um, what are some, you've shared a little bit about some of the mm-hmm. themes that you hear from the Lord as you pray mm-hmm. for people. Um, can you tell us, I mean, without betraying anyone's confidence, just what are... Yeah stories from either of you, Kelly or Kelly, um, where specific pictures or words or impressions have then really impacted your life or someone else's?
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't even know where to start. It seems like it, it happens so often, like every time or something. Um, I, and I, I mean, it's literally, I can't take a single bit of credit for any of it because it's just stuff that wouldn't occur to me. I remember one time, and this is going to be sort of random, but I was, I was praying with this uh, staff woman um, in New York City. And she was in downtown Manhattan, and I've told this story before. She was sitting on a, on a bench or something or on some steps in downtown Manhattan. I could hear the buses and cars and everything going by. And um, out of the blue, so I started praying for her, and out of the blue, I saw a butterfly. And again, I don't know, always know. I have to take a risk when I tell people, you know, these pictures I get or whatever. Because it's like, God will give me the picture first and kind of the meaning of it afterwards. And I have to, by faith, sort of just say it. So,
1: so you saw I, a butterfly saw, in your mind's eye? I just saw a picture of a butterfly. Okay.
0: I saw it. And I knew it was for her. And I could hear the Holy Spirit say, tell her, you see a butterfly. And I was like, ugh, you know, because I didn't know where I was going and I didn't know what to say. And I don't want to be a dork, you know, so. So, but I just said, okay, to this woman. Um, okay, I'm just seeing a picture of a butterfly. It's actually a really beautiful butterfly. And as I'm going on about the butterfly, cause I don't have any idea what it means. She goes, oh my gosh. And she dropped her phone <laughs> and I was like, what? And she literally in the middle of Manhattan where there are no butterflies, a butterfly floated over and landed right on top of her journal. She, literally, she took a photo of it, but she was just like, what is this? And, um, I mean, she's, i it was pretty intense, you know, so that would be, but that kind of thing, it's often, like, there's just pictures where, like, I don't know why I'm telling you I'm seeing a giraffe, but the person all of a sudden like, I know exactly what that means, you know, that kind of thing. It's their favorite animal or whatever. But the point is, is that um, in her case, this butterfly had a lot of significance um, to the point where she ended up... Um, buying herself a necklace with a butterfly on it to remind her of the closeness and the presence of God and that he saw her, he was with her, and he loved her. So I I don't, I can't say all the things that it meant to her and what it meant, but the fact that a butterfly landed on her journal and that actual imagery was really significant to her was pretty powerful. There's just been other things too. Like last summer at, um, Uh, Crew 19, um, we, my team was the one who did the house of Shalom, that prayer tent. And so I just was like morning, noon and night, I was meeting with staff. And I just remember one staff, a young couple, um, I was praying with them. And I mean, literally the verse, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news just came to mind. And I just heard him say to me, tell her that. And so I said, I, just this verse is coming to mind and I recited it. Well, she just like, oh, you know, it turns out it was tattooed on her foot. Um, but, you know, her pant, her jeans were covering. <laughs> she showed it to me. She's like, that's my life verse, you know, but those kinds of things. So there's things that are very significant in terms of direction. There's other things that are very significant in terms of identity. It's like God wants to speak into both, not just to give direction, but to really allow us to experience his goodness, his presence, his life, his love, and also to help us know who we are to Him. And so our identity seems to be crucially important to God, that He wants us to know who we are, which in turn allows us to cancel out the lies of the enemy, because the enemy is always telling us lies about ourselves, and we can often live out of those lies. And so God is like always, almost every time I pray with people, He's saying something about their identity, who they are, who they really are, um, which can be very transformational for
2: people. Wow.
1: Kelly Kay?
2: Uh, yes. In terms of specific things, I, I would just say the the main thing this has done when she's talking about God's love, and it, it's kind of similar to what I said as far as the confidence. Um, there, I'm trying to think of specific pictures other than the one I was telling you about. But I, I just don't know how to tell you. Like, a lot of the things that I do, it scares me to death. And... To, to, to move into them, knowing that there has been so much prayer that's gone before. And it gives me like there's such a lightness to my spirit and, and anticipation instead of the anxiety, fear. How am I going to screw this up? I know something's going to go wrong. I feel the weight of it. It's a completely different spirit because I know God is crazy about me. And this is going to be a blast. We're just going to move into this, and I mean, obviously things go awry, but it, I just don't feel the weight, the burden, and the you know the anxiety of it. It's just a, mm-hmm. this an anticipation.
1: Mm-hmm. We just really need that right now. <laughs> I mean, we always need that, but. We're so disoriented, aren't we? Knowing mm-hmm. what this life is going to look like, uh, what the new normal is going to be, and um, mm-hmm. so I love that this is a resource for us. Yeah, I would say you know,
0: in just doubling down and like Kelly's thing, I absolutely agree with you. Um I I think that you know when I when I'm praying with staff, I. Call fear or anxiety the common cold of a missionary. It's just, it's so common. It's like on everybody. They, they feel it, they live in that. It becomes their norm, really. And particularly in times like this, um, you know, it's like all our worst fears are, you know, ah. Um, but um, it's so, it, it becomes fear and anxiety, not only are counter to what God wants to do in our lives, but it's just outer noise it's just more noise that's just occupying us. And it reminds me of this quote, if, if it's okay to give a quote here. Um, Henry Nouwen um, talks about um, in his book, Making All Things New, which I highly recommend. It's a really, really great book. Um, he says, we are usually surrounded by so much outer noise that it's hard to truly hear our God when he's speaking to us. And he and he goes on to say, so our life our lives have become absurd. And he gets that um, the word absurd we find in the Latin word service, which means death. We, we can't hear because there's just so much noise and we're not listening. A spiritual life requires discipline because we need to learn to listen to God who constantly speaks, but who we seldom hear. And then he goes on to say something about um, the opposite of it is odir, the Latin word odir, which means obedient actually. Um, and it's also listening. Um, so in order to move solely from an absurd life to an obedient life, from a life filled with noisy worries to a life where there's some free inner space where we can listen to our God and follow his guidance is what we're going for. You know, we it's just, it, it's, we're either noisy and, you know, absurd or we're obedient, quiet and listening and then directed it too. So so that, yes, in, in this day and age, especially, there's just more noise. But where our yes. lives are always... Yeah, um, it, it's it, it, the, the discipline part of it is not that when you get in the presence of God, that's just pure joy. The discipline part is setting yourself up so that you can
2: do
1: that. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I remember. You know, go ahead.
2: Okay, Sam. I was just going to say, um, and this is a truer uh, response of how I'm still growing this. Um, sure. A few days ago, can't remember how many times bit strange right now. But I was started thinking about Jimmy McGee. And I I just was like he came to mind and I thought, Oh, I should reach out to him. I, I didn't and he came to mind again and I was like, I need to reach out to him. I need to see what's going on with him, how he's doing. And then I just read about what happened to them. They as they were having a time of prayer, um the they were zoom boomed and you anyway, know just a horrific um, attack through their prayer call of uh, some white supremacists and I was like as soon as I thought I was like oh, that's why he was on my mind that is why he was on my mind I and I just thought well you know what whatever I'm gonna pray for them that's that God was leading me. To, you know, maybe maybe to reach out, maybe just to pray. I don't know, but it was like there was a there was a heaviness there. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh. Anyway, that's an mm-hmm. example of how I'm continuing to needing to grow more in the listening piece of it.
1: Yeah. Wow, Kelly. I mean, listeners, if you haven't don't know exactly what Kelly's talking about, are pretty much a. a sister ministry, Impact, which is a campus ministry for African-American students, is led by Jimmy McGee, a colleague and friend of ours, and he was on a Zoom call um, prayer meeting that got Zoom bombed, which I never even knew that term until yesterday, but it's where someone hacks into your Zoom call, which is happening a lot more now because Zoom is off the charts getting use, but it was white supremacists and they were Mm. saying God is dead, and they were using the N-word, and they were simulating a first-person shooter um, targeting African Americans. Mm. And so this has been, um, we need to pray against that, mm-hmm. and we need to stand against that for our brothers mm-hmm. and sisters because mm. that's not the heart of God. Oh. And, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Kelly. That's been heavy on on my heart, too, Um, and it makes me want to reach out to Jamie. You know, I was thinking back to uh, my friend and colleague who brought listening prayer as a practice to our summer mission years ago, and I, at the time, was uh, just having conflict with a colleague on the project, and so when I sat down with the listening prayer colleague to pray. Um, she said, "What do you want to pray about?" And I told her, um, "This is what I want to pray about." And so I, I'm trying to. I've been trying to remember as we've been talking. I think it went a little differently. I think she asked me. She led me to think to uh, pray and see what God showed me. But I could be wrong. But. Uh, in the process one of us saw an apple mm-hmm. and I remember thinking this is so dumb like I'm just hungry you know or something but basically <laughs> mm-hmm. it uh, one of us saw an apple and then the scripture that came to mind was um, she is the apple of my eye I think that's mm-hmm. in the Psalms I can't remember. Do you guys remember what verse that is? Um, it's, it's, no, I think I can't it's remember. David, maybe even it's saying. about David. Yeah. David, like, God's eye I am. Yeah. So that is um, the message that I got during that time. And so, I mean, it just goes right along with the theme that we're talking about. Like, God was inviting me to look at her the way he, my colleague, the way he looks at her. And so, mm-hmm. isn't that interesting that that was the message? Mm-hmm. It was like, look at my heart for her and how mm-hmm. much I love her. And I just remember, mm-hmm. I never forgot that. Mm-hmm. And um, it totally changed my posture towards her. Mm-hmm. It just invited yeah. me into God's heart for her.
0: I do that all the time. Um, you know, gives direction in that way. I mean, that was, that was very directional of him, um, but it was more directional of his posture and his heart, as you say. Um, and that he, you know, and, and do you notice how gentle that was? Yeah. It wasn't. You're a jerk. Knock it <laughs> off. It was. he was just look at my beautiful daughter. She's the apple yeah. of my eye. Join me in enjoying her. Um, it's so. It's so gentle and kind. His voice. Um, it's incredible, and that's really very, very like typical. Like what you experience is very typical of, of my experience of listening prayer. I will say too that um, you know my style of um, praying for people for forty five minutes, telling them what I'm hearing from the Lord. That's just one amongst many many things. I mean, it's but a lot of people if they're not, um, especially if they're not uh, good at listening themselves yet. Um, they often want to do that exclusively. Um, And that's fine with me, but there's also ways like your friend um, taught you of just leading somebody in a practice, leading somebody in doing listening prayer themselves in order to get them to direction, to get them to uh, closeness with the Lord, to get them um, to whatever it is that the Lord is leading them in. So, So there's different practices and prayer techniques that you can use in that. And in addition to that, there's also healing prayer which is about you know, healing wounds from your past. And there's ways of walking through that um, and in the presence of God, where he shows you things that you may have not seen before. So there's just, and there's more than even that, but those three
1: are big ones um, and important and good to know all. <laughs> So. Yeah, lots of options. And then Kelly, yeah. you have a class too, is that right? <laughs> well, um, yes. So, it looks like my team
0: um, actually, we've got seven people, I think, on our team, um, are all going to be leading various classes this summer, especially for the displaced staff out there that, you know, we're supposed to be on summer mission or something and that now they're not going or whatever. So, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm in the process of actually writing the material for it. It's going to be eight weeks. I'm not sure how long each one. So, I have to kind of nail down the details, but I think it's going to start in the beginning of June um, and it's going to be a Zoom class. So, people can, you know, just sign on and um, and we'll just be walking through the what the the biblical background for it the how the why all that kind of stuff um in in terms of intercession healing prayer um you know learning how to listen that that kind of
1: thing awesome so is this available is this just for staff or if someone's listening and they don't work for crew is there an opportunity for them I think we'd probably do
0: it. I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll get one of those, uh, professional zoom things, I think. Yeah. So I think I can have a lot of people sign up. So, um, right now my understanding is that anybody could sign up for it. Um, but I, that, that's subject to change, <laughs> right. It's, it's specifically for our crew staff, but, um, it's, I, I think I'm, I've already taught, there's already people in my life group um, and at my church like, can we do that? Can we, you know, can we send them some? I may end up having, you know, some other people too. So I think it's probably going to be open, but it's, we're still, it's high design right now. <laughs> we're still, we're still just trying to figure things out right now. So.
1: So stay tuned. Um, if we want more information about that class, or if we want to just pray with you, can you guys hear me? Yeah, right can now. <laughs> Um, there's too many people at my house on the internet as of yeah. right this minute. <laughs> Teenagers, two parents working. Okay. Um, what I was asking was if we want more information about this, if we want either want to pray with you one-on-one, or if we want information about your class, how do we contact you?
0: Um, okay. Well, my uh, email with crew is Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y dot Sautner, S as in Sam, A U. T N E R at crew.org. Just, you know, email me and just ask me. Um, And once somebody gets kind of on my cycle, then, you know, they just text me, they end up texting me um, for um, getting together for prayer. Um, But um, we will know more information about the classes probably in the next month. And then we'll post that probably on Workplace and some other places so that our staff are aware of it. So, but yeah, anybody who wants to pray together and, or learn more about this, just, um, just, yeah, just email me.